0: welcome to the podcast I has no idea who it is. I'm Bear. <laughs> and I am the Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> you really threw me off there. I know. That's what I was going for. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that whoever's listening isn't going to be able to tell the difference. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I kind of switched it up there. Yeah. Usually Alberto does it. Uh, sorry. Bear does introductions. You, you can call me Alberto. That's fine, dude. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> if I don't call you by your name How is anybody going to call me by my name true which is you can't see us but we're dancing i was gonna say we're we started nodding at the exact same time (laughs) (laughs) well chris it's been forever since since uh i was gonna say since i've seen you but i see you every day yeah it's been forever since i've recorded with you it's been a whole what six days yeah so tell me what's on your mind oh switched it up I like it. Well, okay, so I had a dream. Uh, I've been having lots of dreams the past couple of days. And last night, I, I told you about this earlier, but I had a dream that I went and picked up your wife from the airport. And it turned out that it wasn't even her, and I just kidnapped some poor old lady. <laughs> yeah, I just burped right into the microphone. Well, I also had another dream, and I, I wrote it down because. I was very, like, into it at, at the time. While I wrote it down, I was kind of like, excited. It was like, this this might make a good short story or something. Or, like, the beginning of a story or something. So, I just did some some quick notes. And, um... I don't know. Now, I'm gonna read it out loud. And it's probably not gonna be nearly as good as I remember it. But I wrote down that I woke up living in another man's body. People say that I'm acting strange because the old Tom, which is the person who I was in, was a rude and careless asshole. Uh, he works at a place called Thank You Thursdays, which was a, a Chinese food. And he wears a hairy thing over his pants, which I wasn't sure what it was. Like, people just kept telling me he wore, like, like this hairy thing. And that they could tell that I was different because I didn't wear that hairy thing. <laughs> and all I could think of was, was it a loincloth? Like a furry loincloth? I, I don't know. But that's, I was thinking of a furry dildo. but <laughs> A furry dildo or, like, a furry codpiece or something. Yeah. Like, I was thinking of something like that. Uh, the way that people would describe it. Well, everybody hates me because they hate Tom, you know? And I I befriended some cops who took me on a ride-along. And they're really decent people, but they don't really care about helping other people. Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of did. Like, I wanted to solve people's issues and stuff. And the cops were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and one of the cops, funnily enough, he was... Uh, fuck, what's his name? The 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 cop from the show shameless tony tony yeah one of the cops is tony well anyway um i live with some family and i don't know exactly who they are but i i assume that they are my wife's family because i'm married mm-hmm. apparently and i have a kid who i still di- i never met during the dream uh but yeah apparently i'm married but i don't know who who my wife is and i'm living with her family and they all hate me Um, Frank Gallagher was trying to make me help him with his car. And for those of you who don't know, it's another, it's a character from, from Shameless. He's a turd. Yeah, he's a turd. He was trying to make me help him with his car because I'm a mechanic and, uh, and Tom wasn't. So Frank was like amazed that I knew shit about cars. Um, my sister and a bunch of other girls in the living room uh they they were hanging out in the living room and they were like like teenagers like 13 14 years old and they all hate me of course but i started telling them about how i woke up living in another man's body and they seemed to believe me Mm -hmm. and they started like trying to take me to this like old man who can kind of like 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 apparently the same thing had happened to this old man Mm -hmm. and it's not like like i in my head i thought that he was maybe like like a wise old man like like a teacher or something? No. It was just this old man who lived this entire separate life. Mm-hmm. And then one day he woke up in someone else's, body. someone else's body. And he went crazy because he he grew old. And, and you know, this was like decades ago yeah. that this happened. And he grew old and he never, like, understood what it was that happened to him. So I was scared that that thing would happen to me. Yeah. So right before they took me over to to actually meet the man, I woke up. <laughs> And I don't know, like, something about it, like, it's just, like, it seems like it would be, like, a cool story or a cool, like, beginning know, or say. something. Yeah. I don't know, it just seems write interesting. A, write a short story about it or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe I will. That's why I wrote it down, because it was kind of, like, I don't know, it was kind of, like, ins- inspirational, I guess. Like, it's like, there's something there. Yeah. Anyway. I can see it. Chris, what's on your mind? I mean, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Take <Three>, Big <laughs> Wolf. What's on your mind? <laughs> what's on my mind is that's kind of getting old now. <laughs> just the... what's on my mind is i've been telling you there's something that i want to talk to you about on the podcast because i want to get the reaction like i don't know i could just be overthinking it in my head um because this is something we used to do a lot like uh we've done this a lot um i mean i'll I'll just kind of get into it we've played this game a lot um but not just this game not a single game in the whole series. I've never beaten a GTA game. Like, I've never played the story all the way through of any of them. Really? Yeah. Not a single one. What? Not even San Andreas? No. Wow. I always got bored with it. Huh. I don't know how to feel about this. We can't be friends anymore. Yeah, I know. You I know like... this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Because you always talk about the storylines. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rockstar Games make some good games. You know? They make some good stories. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I always get sidetracked in, like, someone will, like, dent my really nice car, and then I'll just go on a killing spree. <laughs> and then I die, and then lose my progress. So I figure where I'm going, and I just, I try and go back and find that same person or whatever, and I go on another killing spree. <laughs> and then I get bored of it, so. I guess I shouldn't be that surprised because you still haven't finished Red Dead 2. Yeah, that's. That's, that's a little different. That's a sad story, really. Tell, go ahead, tell your story. I uh, Breaks my heart every time I even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right off of the beginning game, I went to this like super hard area to get like the best horse in the game, <laughs> and I, I it took me literally two hours like in real life to to actually. I was cha- walking after this horse because it kept bucking me off, <laughs> like throwing me in the trees and shit. And literally two hours it took me to tame this horse, make it my. And then the wider rape, yeah, I I got it through like well, I was say 90% of the story, but I'm only in, like, chapter 3, and it's, like, a really long story. But, uh, I might, like, also, like, the beginning of chapter 3. But, you're, like, halfway through the game, I'd say. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did something stupid, and I jumped on a moving train, and <laughs> then, because I was going to rob it, and then I jumped off and got my horse, and then these, like, lawmen came out of nor- nowhere, and the train stopped. <laughs> but apparently like my horse kept going but it like went underneath the train. <laughs> and so I was trying to revive the horse, but all these guys just kept shooting me and I died and then I lost the horse and I never got it back and I haven't played it since. So so sad. Yeah. You know, I was I was I've been planning and I, I haven't had time to do it, but I've been planning on like while you're gone or something going on and getting you another Ara- Arabian. That's the same. I know it's not, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not the same, but hopefully you will learn to love this. It was my custom horse. I had it, like, my friendship was maxed out on it. Like, mm. it was the fastest it can be. Like Yeah. Sadness. I mean, sometimes your horse just gets run over by a train and we gotta move on. My really, a horse wedges itself underneath the train. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't talk about this. <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying. Next. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that was uh, what's been our on our minds. If, uh, you know, just go ahead and message us. Tell us what's been on your mind. Yeah, I'm a nerd, so. I am too. That's okay. So this week, I have a, uh, a particular set of stories. I don't know what makes them particular, but, you know, it's a fun word to say. Particular. Uh, we're going to be talking about a 40-year-old who found a lost dog. Uh, a website called nameoftheyear.com. A plane that turns around mid-flight, which doesn't happen often, unless you call a bomb threat so that your parents don't come. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that'll that'll definitely uh, get the train the the plane to turn around. We're gonna talk about Grandma No Teeth, which will make sense when we get there. Seeking arrangement, a woman who was uh, caught embezzling. And another woman who is suing a Long Island, uh, cemetery. I almost said sewing. Anyway, so the, the first story, uh, Jason Gasbrick is a 40 year old. He was driving home on Friday night when he saw some people trying to corral a chocolate lab that had been running around, uh, in and out of traffic in Charlotte, North Carolina. Gasbrick pulled over and was able to get the dog to calm down enough to grab it and take it home. Hey, free dog, right? Well, not quite. Gasper took the dog to a vet to see if, he w- if she was microchipped, and she was. But the chip wasn't registered to anyone. Being that we live in the age of the internet, he then posted about the dog on Facebook and a few neighborhood sites, hoping that by morning he would have some answers. But, of course, that didn't work. Jason then decided to take it old school, and he made a sign out of cardboard, and he stood out on a street corner for three hours with the dog, hoping that someone would claim her well someone took a picture of jason and it went viral mm-hmm. so at the same time that the uh that jason was standing on the, on the street corner looking for uh for the dog's owner mm-hmm. the dog's actual owner who is an older gentleman with a uh, back issues, so he couldn't easily walk around yeah Uh, he was frantically driving around town, calling out for Roxy, which was the dog's name Mm -hmm. is the dog's name. This just happened last week. Oh, shit. Uh, a woman who had seen the picture of Jason and Roxy stopped the man and showed him the picture. She sent me a message on the neighborhood site and said she'd found the dog's owner. Gasper explains. As soon as Roxy saw him, her eyes perked up and she ran to him and he had all the paperwork to show that he was the owner. Mm -hmm. And of course, he had tons of pictures of her on his cell phone. Gasberg says that he plans to stay in touch with Roxy and her new owner, and she ha- and he has promised to come over to take her for regular walks. And I don't know. I just thought this was a really nice story, and we we need some more stories like that on our show. Yeah, it's a it's a nice feel good little story. I'm sorry, it's going to bug me if you didn't say it. it's his old owner. It's not a new owner. I I said the new owner. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Well, the dog's original owner. There you go. <laughs> but that's not where this story ends. But. The photo not only helped Jason in the search for Roxy's owner, but also helped him in the search for doggy style. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) After the photo went viral... Just terrible, terrible. After the photo went viral, Jason has received tons of messages from women wanting to go on dates with him. Jason says that one woman even offered to shelter them both. You know what I mean. Sex. Unfortunately though, ladies, Gasprick says he is newly single and taking things slow in the dating department. I'm still trying to digest everything. It was a whirlwind of a weekend. It was pretty cool to see the power of social media. So often it's so much bad stuff, and in this case it was such a positive thing. It was so nice to see how many people were so willing to help find Roxy's owner, he said. And you know, I guess after reading that story I'm gonna start sending dogs and posting pictures online. Ladies. If I have your dog, please send me a nude. Uh, feel gross after hearing you say that. <laughs> <sighs> terrible, man! Just terrible, terrible. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I generally did think that this was a, a a pretty nice story. Yeah, those are videos I'll actually wait for. Wait, like if I see them, someone like on Facebook, mm-hmm. I'll actually watch the ad. Yeah. I'm saying if I see an ad start that's when I usually skip to the next video or I just keep turning termo- like I just stop looking at my phone like makes me totally lose interest. Yeah, no, I, I do too. Facebook ads are the 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 devil. The devil. No, <laughs> not the devil like you said. Like you've got a shirt cuz you're satanist, but Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a newly uh burnt, born Satanist. <laughs> um <laughs> No, actually I I am going to buy a Satanic Bible because I find it fucking fascinating. It's uh I mean, obviously, Satanism is a is a mock religion, but basically like the, the, the basic thing of Satanism is believe in whatever the fuck you want to believe in. If it's what's helping you get through the day mm-hmm. and it that makes a ton of sense to me. So, yes, I am now a Satanist. Remember, did we ever talk about it on the show about the the Satanic Church was going to sue the makers of Sabrina, the that uh, that new series on Netflix? Because, for defamation, yeah, yeah, they, they use their symbol without permission. Yeah, I never heard anything else about that. We should no. look it up and see. Yeah, it. yeah, we we should definitely make that a story. Yeah, it was. It's uh, that's all I heard about it. But yeah, I mean, they they used a symbol. I think it was a sigil of Baphomet. Yep, that they used it, and the uh, sigil of And and uh, they uh, they got offended because they weren't asked for permission, and then also because of the defamation stuff. Because the Church of Satan is or the Church of Satan is actually, you know, a pretty benevolent church. It's it's not evil at all. Um, it's just it's it's like the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. It's a mock religion. Or well, the Church of Cthulhu. Don't that's not a mock religion. That's right. <laughs> How dare you, <laughs> C- Cthulhu will devour your soul tonight. Now, <laughs> that's another uh, thing I want to buy. I want to buy a book of Lovecraftian tales. I'm sorry that I keep coughing into the mic, you guys. I uh I have I've one. I've been sick. You do? Yeah. I oh, thought I showed it to you. No, you haven't. I'll, sh- I'll show it to you after this. I'm going to need to borrow that. I'm going to start reading that. I mean, it's like right outside your door. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I just find Lovecraftian lore fucking fascinating. Then you, my friend, are a and d nerd. Oh, oh, really? D&D is based on like Lovecraftian lore? Yeah, a lot of it. <clears throat> I've always wanted to play D&D. Just never have been able to. Yeah, I'm going to start working on the basement soon. I know I've been saying that for months, but we, ever since I moved here, before I moved here, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we got that couch out of there. Woo! Well, the only thing is, I only moving. took us six months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it took us like five minutes. <laughs> not even. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> and then after it was like a hard day's work, <laughs> time for some rest. Yeah, <laughs> I just I need to start getting lumber. Like, I I know what I'm gonna do. I just it's gonna be hard. That All right. Well yeah. even even when I when I move I can still help you man. I, I guess I got to buy a truck or something, uh, you know. Damn it. Oh well. Got to start a GoFundMe or something. Else, <laughs> you know, speaking of which, this is this was something that I was going to say in in my um uh what what's on my mind mm-hmm. and I completely forgot to mention well, it's it. It's too late. No, I'm going to say it anyway next week. I'm very disappointed in all of you listeners. Nobody, not a single one of you has bought my thought jar. It was only $300. What? My thought jar that went with the thought box. Oh, I didn't even know. Sorry. <laughs> How I guess I'm dare you? I'm very disappointed in you. Yeah, remember the story that we did on, on the, the thought box? The the box that you put on your head and it was selling for $500? Was that during the drunk cast? It might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> was well, it in the first or the second one? I I don't I don't remember. It might have been, though. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I forgive you for forgetting then. <laughs> but yeah, I, I said that I was going to start selling a thought jar so you can keep all of the thoughts from the thought box for only $300. And not a single person bought it. How dare you? I'm, I'm so disappointed. Moving on. So, as we all know, March Madness is upon us. The Ides of March. The Ides of March. Um, oh, by the way, I completely forgot to mention. This episode comes out on the podcast's birthday. That's right. Yay! Happy birthday! Which is funny, because what's tomorrow? I fucking hate you. Tomorrow's my birthday. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Nailed it. (laughs) You got me. I I wasn't expecting it. I (laughs) wasn't expecting it. Uh, so there's this movie that we both really like called Your Highness, and uh, this one, this this prince's slave, he says, today's my birthday, sir. And the prince says, fuck that. Yeah, it's just it's so funny to us. Danny McBride. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Name of the year. There is a website called Name of the <gasps> Year that runs a different form of March Madness. They take the 64 craziest real names on the news from that year, and they put them up in a matchup to see who will win. So... Last year, uh, a hockey player named Jim Bob Ghostkeeper Ooh. beat out a Dr. Narwhal's mating. I hate your face right yeah. now. I'm sorry. I'm could- confused with the names, and I hear my dogs like yodeling or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> your dogs are making some weird ass. Things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the no last year's winner was Jim Bob Ghost. Yeah. Gave up, and he beat out Dr. Narwhal's mating. Uh, previous winners now in the Hall of Name include Kobe Buffalo Meat, <laughs> Boats Boats, Boat, Boat. Pope McCorkle Third, and uh, Amanda Miranda Panda. These parents just hate their kids. <laughs> 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 There's no other explanation for that. Now, uh, 2019's contestants haven't been announced yet, so we'll have to wait and see what names will be in the competition this year. See, but if I have get am... my son's name in there. Let's do it. John Deere Mauer. John Deere Mauer. Um, but yeah, that was a little short story. Just, no, I thought it was kind of funny. Now, let's talk about a train. A train. I keep saying train. It's a plane that turned around mid-flight. Luke Accordion Nipples Mauer. Luke Accordion Nipples Mauer. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to name my firstborn Dick Nipples. Um, planes don't normally turn around mid-flight. Even if you forgot your cell phone charger at the terminal, and your phone is at 2%. Oh, no. Well, there is one foolproof way to make the pilot turn that plane around, as a woman from Saudi Arabia found out. So this woman was on a flight from Saudi Arabia to Malaysia, and she was enjoying a quiet and peaceful ride when she realized that she had forgotten one very important thing. Her baby. Her baby. (laughs) Nailed it. She immediately notified the flight crew and had the pilot call into air traffic control and turn around back to the airport. Needless to say, the pilot and the controllers were dumbfounded, as this was something that they hadn't experienced before. The baby is alright aside from some slight abandonment issues. (laughs) It's obviously very rare for planes to turn around mid-flight or divert from their course. It's it's practically unheard of except for in the most extreme emergencies. Uh, But here's just a couple of examples that were in that same article. In 2013, a flight from LA to New York diverted to Kansas City because of a very unruly passenger who refused to stop singing Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Boss, in, in 2014, a New York flight heading to Seoul, uh, North, uh, South Korea, returned to the gate after the South Korean airline heiress forced a senior crew member, senior crew member, to disembark because she had been served macadamia nuts from a packet instead of a bowl, like some peasant. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch your boss. That's a new segment. <laughs> Bitch your boss. So, next time you forget your charger, just tell the crew you forgot your baby at the airport. They'll, <laughs> they'll turn that bitch right around. <laughs> like, was it in the same spot or like lost baggage or something? Like, <laughs> just in the carousel <laughs> with all the baggage? Yeah. Just just going, going around, around and around? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They didn't go into great detail in the article. But, yeah, she forgot her baby at the terminal. Yeah, she probably didn't want it to get out there like that. Like, she doesn't want to <laughs> find people to find out that it was her... I wouldn't either. Yeah, like, like her name and everything, uh, it wasn't anywhere in the uh, in the article. Then again, I don't think I'd ever forget my baby. So. I, I'd i like to think that I wouldn't, but I know myself. <laughs> and I might. <laughs> Moving on. On to Grandma No Teeth. Weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a Florida grandmother woke grandma's up early a few too. months back. What's that? Said like grandma's need love too. too. Mm. They well, say it that it feels me, better with no teeth. Reminds me of that Bob Burnham song. Which one? She drives me crazy with those tansers. Out <laughs> from the start, it was early to see. She was a girl for me. Who cares if she was 93? Dude, old school Bo Burnham was great. <laughs> he still is, but he used to be too. Yeah. Just so, just so you know, just so you know. A Florida grandmother woke up early a few months back and opened her blinds, expecting to see her cat in the back porch. What she saw, however, was more than she bargained for. A naked 28-year-old man broke into Penelope Pedersen's back porch at around 2.20 a.m. and began gyrating at her through the window. Pedersen said she saw a shadow on her porch through the blinds and opened them to investigate. Wait, sorry, gyrating? Like helicoptering? Like Like helicopter digging. Okay. I always look first! She said. That's my voice for her. (laughs) I opened the blinds and said, oh hell, that's not my cat! (laughs) That's a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I gotta that's say that's, yeah, that's not my cat <laughs> That's not my cat I Got some popsicles in the basement <laughs> So Patterson then decided that the best course of action Was to scare the suspect She took the only weapon at her disposal And wielded it masterfully By which of course I mean The claw, wait hold on Is it one of the claws where it's like if they can't reach something from the top shelf Damn it It is not a cane? Nope, a cat toy. One more guess. A shotgun. She pulled out her dentures <laughs> and held them up, yelling, "Grandma, no teeth!" <laughs> or oh, sorry, Grandma, no teeth. I think that was an invitation. <laughs> she was trying to seduce him. <laughs> Come here, Sonny. Well, well, the thief must have uh, misunderstood that seduction because he fled. Oh man. <laughs> He fled the woman's property and she then called the police. Said, like, Oh wait, I've seen this porto. <laughs> the, the man was later found naked and wandering around a parking lot of an apartment complex. He told the officer that his clothes had been stolen, probably by that crazy toothless woman. <laughs> so now you know folks, if you ever see a naked man gyrating in your direction, just pull out your dentures and yell, Grandma no tea! I whip my head back and forth. I whip my head. I whip my teeth back and forth. I whip my teeth. (laughs) Pull your dick out, spin it round and round (laughs) like a helicopter. North Carolina. Oh God, helicopter dick. To impress your chick, do the the helicopter helicopter dick, dick. helicopter dick, helicopter (laughs) dick. It's just so you know, women don't find it impressive. They are actually laughing at you, not with you. Yeah, yeah, don't do that, fellas. Unless she asks you to, then that's—I mean, that's—it's consensual then. And if you try to do it hard enough to actually like cool them down, it just hurts. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I take it you're speaking from experience? <coughs> no. <laughs> I love how you were dying and then just, no. <coughs> Stop coughing. You're making me want to cough. <coughs> <coughs> My turn. This makes okay. some great radio. Just us coughing into the microphone. <laughs> the cough cast. <laughs> the, cough <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> the cough cast. That's what I'm um, going to title it. The cough cast. Did I tell you last week about uh how someone said that when is the intervention cast coming? Yeah. That was like three weeks ago. Oh, was it? No, yeah. oh, was it wasn't. That was last week. Last week wasn't. We did the drunk cast like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was on the part two of drunk cast. Mm-hmm. So I would have told you if. Never mind. Moving on. Seeking arrangement. In the U.S., more than 42 million Americans have student loan debt. Meanwhile, the average debt per student rose by 5% in 2018 to nearly $40,000. This is why many students have turned to a website called Seeking Arrangement, or just Seeking for short, to help in paying off their student loans. Seeking Arrangement is short is a sort of dating site helping sugar babies meet the sugar daddy or sugar mommy of their dreams. The site currently has about 2 million sugar daddies, 350,000 sugar mommies, 8 million female sugar babies, and about 3 million male babies. As tuition prices and the national student loan debt increase, so do the number of college sugar babies, and Seeking has released a list of the top five colleges where members are enrolled. Here are the top five. Number five, the University of Florida with 501 sugar babies. Number four, Florida State University with 873. Number three is the University of Alabama with 968. Two, University of Central Florida with 1,068 uh, sugar babies. And number one is Georgia State University with 1,300 sugar babies enrolled in their classes. So, you know, I've been considering going back to college and now I know how I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> now they do explicitly state that it is not mandatory uh to have uh you know sexual intimacy on site, but usually a sugar daddy is is looking for a little sugar a little sugar, <laughs> a little sugar. <laughs> so some sort of uh of connection you know some some sort of companionship, not necessarily sex but yes yes uh wee wee i hate you. <laughs> So yeah, so that was uh, Seeking Arrangement. That is SeekingArrangement.com uh, if you're interested in upping those numbers of sugar mommies. God knows we could use it. <laughs> I love you, silent laugh. My words. <laughs> Up next is a woman who is uh, uh, suing a uh, Long Island cemetery. I keep wanting to say sewing. That is not the word. If you're Dr. Dr. Frankenstein, it is. That's where you shop for it. Yeah. You buy sewing materials at the cemetery? No, you buy body parts to sew together. True. True. Uh I mean, do you have to buy them? Can you just take them? I mean, I imagine so. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is what it is. That's the end of the show. Bye, everyone. Bye. Matt. (laughs) A couple of years ago, a woman was visiting her parents' grave at the St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery in Long Island. She bent down to fix a bow on the wreath of her mother's headstone when the ground suddenly collapsed, and she fell into the grave with her parents. The collapse caused her to fall forward and smash her head into her mother's tombstone, cracking a tooth in the process. The woman then tried to climb out, but the ground began to swallow her, just like in a horror movie. She grabbed the sides of the tombstone and began calling for help, but no one could hear her screams. This happened in December 19th of 2016. And like I said, this is something that's right out of a horror movie. But now, it's a St. Charles Resurrection Cemetery administrator's turn to panic because the woman who found the grave is now suing for $5 million after finding out that the grave next to her parents had been improperly covered and caused a sinkhole, which swallowed the woman. So apparently they just they hadn't completely covered up, and there was a large air pocket. Yeah. And yeah, it just it just caused uh all this shit. It's outrageous that this should happen to anybody. The woman's attorney said, "We want to make sure the cemetery and employees learn from this. We want to make sure this doesn't happen to anyone else." The woman says that she will never go back to the cemetery, and I don't blame her. Yeah, I'm never going to just my there again. Yeah, yeah. it's my head and knocked my tooth out. No, I mean there's I mean there's there's other ways to like. I'm gonna never work parents, a day in I my assume. life. Give me five million dollars, and this is just to teach you a lesson. This mm-hmm. is no way to do with anything from me getting money. See, in this case, I do agree with her. I usually five don't. Five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with her in this case because they improperly. I mean, a cemetery is a place where people go to visit their their loved ones. You know, the the people who have died. Mm-hmm. This could have happened to anyone, and she is suing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean. She's definitely getting a, a ton of money from it if she wins. She is definitely getting a ton of money, and it is obviously for selfish reasons. And I don't blame her one bit, because she's killing two birds with one stone. One, she is securing herself financially, assuming that she knows how to work that money. And two, she is definitely setting a precedent for, uh, for the cemetery to keep better track of how they're conducting business and how their gravediggers are being thorough in their jobs. I agree with uh, it, honestly. Five million, I think five million is way too much. I would have probably for more, personally. I mean, well, it's a, it's a rich ass. Asshole. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a rich cemetery. It's not like they're struggling for money. Mm-hmm. It's it's a place where some famous people are buried too. Uh, th- it said the names in the article. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But um. I don't know. I, I agree with it. I think this, this in this case, I usually don't agree with people suing. Or sewing. Or both. I usually don't agree with it, but in this case I, I kinda do I give it to her. Probably on that burglar side who like he robbed a house and then tripped on the sprinkler because they chased him out of the house and broke hey, his leg. Hey well, they shouldn't have had their sprinkler out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I actually give this to <clears> her. <throat> <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah, I might get some flag for it, but, yeah, I, I agree with her on this one. I don't know before Like, even a million dollars would be more than enough. Money. But that, I still think, you know, I, like, medical bills, fixing all the holes and shit, and then some some money, like twenty 000, thirty thousand dollars 30000 that's still a lot of money. I don't know. I... I mean, I do agree with you that it is a ton of money. It's way more than she needs. But I think she's taking advantage of a situation. And I can't blame her for it. I mean, speaking seriously, personally speaking, I don't think that I would go for this much money. But you said you agreed with her. I do agree with her. her, uh... (laughs) I mean, I agree why she's suing. I agree with her suing. And I also don't have a problem with her taking so much pocket change <laughs> I can agree with someone and not do the like it's it's like okay go to an extreme it's like abortion i am a pro choice but i don't think that i would ever be okay with uh Get any baby of mine being <laughs> aborted yeah you, you you can uh you can be pro something and not necessarily do the same thing nah <laughs> I don't know. I agree with it. <laughs> I just think it's too much. Like I, I agree that she should sue. Yeah, but I, I think it's too much money. I don't think it's for five million. I, I agree that it's more than she needs. But the whole, uh, there's all the other aspect that the the whole funeral business is an unnecessary business, and they they take way too many, too much money from mm-hmm. grieving families. So yeah, yeah. I guess. And this this cemetery is. Uh, I mean, keep in mind that the the, the 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 funeral and the cemeteries are are separate. But this specific cemetery, it's it's a rich. Business, yeah. it's a uh, they're, they're not hurtening for a uh, hurtening. Yeah, they're not hurtening for it. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, it, it is gonna hurt. I'm not gonna lie, it is gonna hurt. It's gonna make a dent, but it's not something that they won't recover from. you are not gonna be able to buy all the mall balls that they usually have. But they will remember it, and that's it, it's more important to send the message, in my opinion. I never freeze. I never freeze. Hey, uh, I heard you froze. I never freeze. <laughs> The last story of the day is a woman who got caught embezzling. What is something that you would do if you knew you could get away with it, Chris? Or Wolf? It doesn't have to be anything extreme or anything, like embezzling. But it's, what's something that you would do if you could get away with it? Create a meth empire. <laughs> Create a meth empire. We've been watching Breaking Bad a lot. Yeah. Um... I don't know off the top of my head. I just no. nothing I really want to like even something like 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 some, something something small. Like I mean something that like you know is wrong per se. Not necessarily legal or anything, but something that's like taking the last <sighs> like with whatever no from re- the fridge oh. and like you knew that you would get away with it scot free. Let's see like no repercussions like like medically either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No repercussions. you like nothing bad like, would come from it for you. Acid reflux or cancer probably true. Probably too. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Um. And, okay, and I mean, I, I just, I took away the whole illegal thing because I know you. But is there something illegal that you would do if you knew you could get away with it? Speeding. I just feel there's no need for that. So, <laughs> especially not one hundred sixty dollars is on the line. But I mean, there's there's speeding and then there's speeding. There's the there's $160 ticket worth of speed. Like, if I had a motorcycle, I'd probably speed, but, yeah, you know. Go 300 miles an hour. No, probably not that much. <laughs> well, say if you were to get terminal cancer and figured you would die before your crime was found out. What would you do then? A meth empire. A meth empire. <laughs> this this fits perfectly with Breaking Bad. A woman in Bournemouth, Bournemouth, England. I I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. A woman in Bournemouth, England. Started or born mouth, started thinking about this after both of her sisters had died of cancer, and she figured that she would too. The 61 year old woman was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010 and did the only logical thing she embezzled around 390,000 euros over the course of seven years, figuring that she would die before anyone would notice. Uh, She reportedly used the money on bills, rent, and treats for her family. There were no property purchases, no expensive or new cars, no savings or premium bonds. In total, the woman admitted to stealing €390,550 between February of 2007 and March of 2014. Brian Sharman read out loud uh, a letter from one of the woman's daughters. As a family, we have greatly suffered over the years with death and illness, he read. Her actions are those of a desperate woman who honestly believed she was dying and wanted to do something for her family. He also added that the money was not wasted on champagne and caviar. She seems to have suffered just a complete collapse in thought process he said. The woman admitted a single count of theft by employee and was sentenced to 4 years in prison. So, I guess the moral of the story is make sure you're gonna 100% die before breaking bad. <laughs> I like what you did there. I feel bad cuz I was like kind of like <coughs> holding in like laughing or holding it in. I thought that story was going to go way differently. What
1: do you I thought, think?
0: I thought she was like, oh, I'm going to get cancer and and die, so I'm going to embezzle. So I thought she was going to embezzle and end up not having cancer. I mean, she did start embezzling before she was diagnosed. Oh. She started embezzling in 2007, and she was diagnosed in 2010. Ah, okay. But, uh, I mean, it's preemptive embezzling. It's totally understandable. It's like uh-huh. <laughs> It's like stealing from the cash register because you know that you're not you're going to get a short check that year or that week or whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, I can't say I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't either, cuz this is not an admission of guilt. <laughs> I'm speaking directly to my family now. <laughs> breaking bad lines. I um Walter White, <laughs> W W the other star. The other W W. Let's let's get off the breaking bad for a second. Let's <laughs> <That's laughs> never What do you think about about what she did about the embezzling and everything? I mean, obviously embezzling is bad; it's a no-no. Guys, don't embezzle. But I kind of I see her reasoning and knowing that the money—I mean, the money's gone. Mm -hmm. She spent it, yeah. But she didn't spend it on a on on like like the lawyer said that she didn't spend it on like new cars or property or like fancy shit. No, she spent it to pay her bills, to pay her rent, and she spent it on her family. I think, I mean, as far as crimes go, and as far as doing something shady goes, I think I kind of get this one. And I can't say that I would, I mean, I've never been in a situation where, like, I straight up think that I'm going to die, and I want to, like, leave a mark for my family. Um, but if I was, I, I don't know that I would do, that I wouldn't take advantage of a situation like this, especially knowing that, like, it's a huge company who, in the end, they might not even notice. I think I am the danger. I am, I am a the danger. one who knocks. I'm the one who knocks. You goddamn right. <laughs> Brillo though, what do you think? <laughs> I was fighting so hard not to say a breaking line there. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh. I think she should rot in prison for the rest of her year and a half of life. <laughs> year and a half of life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. Yeah. No. I. I mean, like letting it slide. I don't know. Maybe house arrest or something. Yeah. I. I mean. No. I think. I think the four years in prison are justified because she did she, commit. She going to survive the four years though. Like.
1: Oh, I why, mean, like if she, like she, gets...
0: she she is she is in remission right oh, okay. now. I don't I forgot to add that but yeah she is in remission she Mm. she doesn't have uh, active cancer anymore so it seems like things are gonna be okay for her yeah and in which case I think that the four years are would be enough I think the four years are justified yeah Uh, because she did do something wrong but I think like her what what the what the attorney said that. She had a, a, a total collapse in thought process. Yeah. You know, like she saw the end was so close, and she wanted to do something for you know for yeah. her family. She wanted to do something nice for her. those she loved. Yeah. And I totally get that. She's no Heisenberg. So. She's no Heisenberg. Yeah, I can see it. And if if it does come back or something while she's in prison, I like I think the Martha Martha Stewart or the Sheen treatment would be enough. You just lock her in the house and with a ton of ton of cocaine. <laughs> the Martha Stewart. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if something terminal would come, they'd probably give her medical furlough. That's when they let them out because they're too sick to be locked up. Ah. They let them out. It. Yeah, you know, this is the fucked up thing. Prison is a business. Mm-hmm. They don't let them out because they feel bad and it's like, oh, you're gonna die in prison. They let them out because taking care of them oh, is too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. Um. I don't know. This is uh, the end of our show today. I uh, hope we gave you some stuff to think about. Like boners. Like boners. And helicopter digging. And moist nipples. Oh, hell, that's not my cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, so please remember to think about Chris's moist nipples. My nipples aren't moist. The underneath of my boobs are delicious. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Please remember to rate, review, comment on all of our stuff. You know where to find us. Uh, You know what I would like for you to do. And I'm speaking so weirdly because I forgot my lines. Because I don't write them down anymore. He wants you to send nudes. (laughs) Yeah. If you want. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to force it, but, you know, I'll I'll appreciate it. I'll give you noodles. Um, Not my noodles. I once saw this noodles. this picture. Yeah, I once saw this picture. Of someone said send nudes, but he wrote it n o o d s. Yeah, and then someone sent a picture of noodles. <laughs> Raymond. Raymond. Who the fuck says it like that? Like, I know people that say that. I'm like, what the fuck? It's ramen. Ramen. <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about until you said ramen. I the same thing. <laughs> so that's how I felt when I first heard ramen. And then they're like, you know, Raymond. I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Raymond. Please, please tell me. like the noodles? I'm like, you mean motherfucking ramen? Yeah. You dumb son fucking of a bitch. ramen. Say it right. Raymond. We should probably end the show now. <laughs> Before you fucking kill me. Uh, have you seen that picture that says, uh, what if Jesus Christ was gay and instead of saying amen, he was saying amen? man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Chris is dying, so while he's over there dying, uh, you know, if you like what we're doing here, please share our story. Tell your friends, your family, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your ah, uh, man. Uh, tell everyone about it. Share it on your story. I will send you a heart from the bottom of my heart. This has been the Millennials Podcast. I am Bear. No, you're Wolf. I'm Bear. Oh, yeah. I am Wolf. I am Bear. Rawr, Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Wait. Wait. No, we won't. Because we are celebrating one year Woohoo! of the Millennials Podcast. Thank you so much again, everybody, for being here with us. Well, it's been like three months for me, but well, yeah, it's been like three months for Chris. But Wolf, here's uh, for Wolf. I'm sorry, wow. but here is hoping that uh, you will be here for the next anniversary of the Millennials Podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will be taking some time off because we do have some pretty life changing events coming up um, yes. in the next Sadness. couple of weeks, and also we're tired. So. Yeah, sorry. Um, we're hey. taking off. We're we're taking off three planned weeks. I actually have to work five days a week now. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, God, so dude. exhausting. <laughs> we're taking off three planned weeks. Um, we might be back sooner. Uh, we're not sure. We will let you guys know on Instagram. So yeah. Bye.